The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out CybionicsCGM.com. How's it going? It's Owen here, and for World Diabetes Awareness Month, we are doing something a little bit different. Every single day in November, we will be releasing a brand new episode with practical tips, practical insight, and practical advice you can implement with your own diabetes management. This is 30 days to change your life with type 1 diabetes. But remember, this is all from my own experience. If you have any issues or concerns regarding your own diabetes, please contact a medical professional. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back to our 30 days to transform your life with type 1 diabetes. Hope you're having a fantastic Diabetes Awareness Month. And next one on the list, next one we're covering today is losing body fat with type 1 diabetes. This is this seems to be a hot topic all the time, losing body fat, getting leaner, getting stronger, looking better, feeling better. And a lot of people seem to be under the impression that trying to lose body fat with type 1 diabetes requires a completely different approach compared to if I didn't have type 1 diabetes. But the same fundamentals apply. And the same fundamentals apply with building muscle too. But the fact of the matter is, if you live with type 1 diabetes, losing body fat is inevitably more difficult. Like most things in your life, when you live with diabetes, things are more complex, things are more intricate, things are more challenging. But essentially, the fundamentals to losing body fat with diabetes or without diabetes are the same. The only way you're going to lose body fat is if you are in a calorie deficit, which basically means, I think we would have gone through this in a bit more detail in other episodes, Graham, but a calorie Mm -hmm. deficit means you are consuming less calories than your body is using or your your body requires or your body is burning so that your body is using fat stores as energy leading to you losing body fat. Now, because this is a short episode, I'm going to try and squeeze in a lot of information as best I can. Because the only way we can lose body fat is by being in a calorie deficit, On paper, that's easy. Logically, it makes perfect sense. But it's difficult, like most things, to implement consistently. So what's important for us to remember is, how can we complement a calorie deficit? Yes, we can track calories. Yes, we can 
really precisely understand the amount of food we're consuming and are we losing body fat or are we not? But like we may have touched on before, tracking calories isn't always a realistic option for people on a daily basis. So when I say things that complement a calorie deficit, I'm going to go through them now. These are things that don't specifically lead to fat loss because the only thing that specifically leads to fat loss is being in a calorie deficit. But these tools, as I like to call them, help complement a calorie deficit. For example, increasing your step count, increasing your overall movement. You don't have to have a specific target, but if you increase your overall movement, you are increasing your energy expenditure. You're increasing the amount of calories your body is using on a daily basis, which is a complement to a calorie deficit. So that could be something, for example, you aim for 10,000 steps a day, or last week you did 4,000 steps a day. This week I'm going to increase to 5,000. That's complementing your deficit. Increase protein intake. Can you eat more protein consciously? Can I consume 20, 30, 40-ish grams of protein per meal? Protein has a higher thermic effect of food, which basically means that your body burns more calories at rest just to break it down. So you're burning more calories by simply opting for higher protein foods. Fiber, we've touched on. Fiber is a very satiating type of food along with protein. When you consume fiber, fruit, veg, for example, you're keeping yourself more full naturally. As a result, you're less inclined to overconsume on calories at different periods of the day or the week. Sleep, increase or try and prioritize your sleep. Sleep is the way I put it, an invisible force that dictates so much of what we do. A bad night's sleep will directly impact energy, mood, performance, decision-making around food, how hungry you are or how full you feel. Leptin and ghrelin being those hormones that can dictate that. So a good night's sleep massively benefits fat loss over time. Next one, do not drink your calories. Hmm. Very simple. Drink water. If you're drinking any sort of liquid that isn't water, try and keep it low calorie. You can go to Starbucks or wherever you are in the world. You can get like a Frappuccino, whatever, and it can easily be like a thousand calories, easily. Mm. Don't drink your calories. Resistance train if you can, because you will burn more calories at rest if you are actively resistance training. That's going to the gym, lifting weights, it's doing bodyweight workouts, it's doing CrossFit, these types of things. And another one, I could go on all day, but another really important one that's often overlooked, stay hydrated. Oftentimes, we consume more food if we're dehydrated. If we are effectively hydrated or we are we are sufficiently hydrated, that's the right word I should be using, <laughs> we are naturally more full. We're less inclined to snack. We're less inclined to have more food cravings if we're consistently hydrated. Now, specifically in relation to type 1 diabetes, one of the main challenges with losing body fat and type 1 diabetes is the fact that you may inevitably at some point have hypos. And when you have a hypo, a low blood sugar, you need to consume food and or calories, food, calories, etc., to treat that hypo, which add to the calories that you're consuming over a daily basis, 
which in turn may lead to you being out of a calorie deficit, which leads you to not losing body fat. So three things to keep in mind with hypo treatment. Number one, opt for something that's low in calories and difficult to overconsume on, i.e. glucose tablets. They serve a purpose. They're relatively low calorie. You don't exactly want to overconsume them. Number two, bank your calories for hypos, meaning if you expect to have a couple of hypos throughout the week or maybe throughout the day, depending on how your management is at any period of time, bank calories, meaning save 100, 150, 200 calories in your total calorie target in case of hypos. And then lastly, most importantly, in my opinion, understand why you had a hypo. Understand why it occurred so that if you know why you've gone low, then you have the confidence and the understanding to change something or make an adjustment moving forward so you have less hypos. Lastly, no idea what the time is on this one. Graham's probably going to give out to me because it's over five minutes. Right? One of the lastly, ones. lastly, be patient. Losing body fat doesn't happen over time. Be patient, be consistent, and quote unquote, enjoy the process as much as you can. 